Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody jump! 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 Oh, yes, yes, yes. A good Friday morning to one and all. It is Taz of the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. Thank you. Connor is uh, across the way on the side at the controls. Biseglia is producing. Bogish with your updates. To 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. Next three hours here on CBS Sports Radio, and I mentioned a uh, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, of course, it is brought to you by our good friends over at Geico. Uh, great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. And as is the case each and every day, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless Mortgage experience, one game in the books. Taz, good morning. How are you, bud? Uh, hello, Moose. Good morning. And as they say in the trade, happy Friday. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway, yes, uh, I'm doing good. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're trying to recover from that amazing football game. Oh, <laughs> that was so yeah. last time. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, It was a doozy. It really uh, was. It really was. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I, I watching that game last night, um, you know, and we're going to get the NFL 100, you know, thrown down our throats throughout the course of the oh year. God, There's yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts about it from, you know, uh, from Al and Collinsworth, you know, oh. putting on the hat, uh, oh. you know, like oh. they're a member of the press corps to Michelle Tafoya, nice. uh, dressed up like she's basically, right, like it's, yeah, exactly right. I mean, oh. uh, like it's uh, 1920. Yeah, um, right, you're right, you know, 20, actually. Yeah, right. uh, so, I mean, uh, but Taz, you look at, so you're going to get that, and then you watch the game last night, and we know how good the Bears defense is and how good uh, Khalil Mack <clears> is and, the Packers' defensive front is improved. Preston Smith came over from the Washington Redskins, and he's a good young edge rusher, and you saw him wreaking havoc last night. And um, But overall, uh, I mean, the quality of that game uh, was downright dreadful. Um, yeah. You know, they, you know the, the Green Bay Packers in the first quarter had minus 12 yards of offense. <laughs> I mean, that, that is stunningly <laughs> embarrassing. They, all they did was go backwards in the first quarter. They end up winning the game. And what was a doozy of a game being a uh, what ten three final, but still, uh, Taz, it was it was downright dreadful. It was a bad football game. It was a terrible watch. It really was a horrible watch. I, and and I got Rogers on my fantasy football team in our fantasy football league here on Taz and Moose, and I was like, oh my god, this is dreadful. <clears throat> and the thing is, Rogers Rogers was eighteen to thirty, two hundred and three yards, one touchdowns. As I look at this thing here, and as you said, Moose, in the Packers victory on the road, ten to three. And like you just laid out, man, about the defense for the Bears. I mean, to me, that was the only, like, cool takeaway watching these guys fly around, how good we knew they were, you know, and, and, and how exciting they were. I, I loved watching the kid Leonard Floyd, uh, an outside edge rusher who, who, who I wasn't too familiar with him, but watching him ball out there, he's legit besides, obviously, Khalil Mack and, and Rokon Smith, another great young linebacker they have. So that, that was the only, for me, man, like, just watching that defense. Otherwise, it was boring. It was, just was not... This is why, look, we talked about it. Aaron Rodgers did not play in the preseason, right? This is why you got to get at least you know a hand, good handful of snaps under your belt. Even though Aaron Rodgers is great, we all know that. 
you got to get a little reps under you. You got to in the preseason, just a little bit. Well, I mean, but you know, for the Green Bay Packers, they come out. It's an ugly football game, do they? I mean, they they still won, well, right? True. And they're going to yeah. get better, right? You're going to look at it to the case of the team that plays poorly and loses more often. More than the case that the team that plays poorly doesn't play quality football, but still finds a way to win the football game. You know they come out of it, you know, uh, you know, laughing all the way to the bank because yeah, Rodgers didn't play. They didn't, uh, you know, work out some of the kinks that you saw last night over the course of that game. But uh, they found a way to work uh, works to through get some win, of yeah, them yeah. and still got the W. So they're right, still one and zero to start the year. But Taz, I, I don't disagree with you I, in in any way, shape, or form. If you care about the fans, see. The problem I have is the NFL fan is, for lack of a better way to put it, is getting screwed over in a number of different ways. Number one is you look at preseason games, right? If you're a season ticket holder, you got to pay a premium price for bad football in the preseason. Mm -hmm. Then the fact that preseason is looked at differently by head coaches and NFL teams now than it was 15, 20 years ago, where guys would work their way through and guys would get reps and play. I'm not talking about the fourth game. I'm talking about up till game three, and the starters would play a lot in game three. Taz, you you look at the scenario where, you know, the football would be a lot better week one and week two. So the fans, not only do you have to sit there and watch bad football in the preseason, but then when you get to quote-unquote regular season or real football, Mm -hmm. now you have to watch and sit through what is bad football for a couple weeks as teams work their way through some of the issues they have early on in the season, whether it be blocking schemes, whether it not being on the same page, maybe a little bit bit of ring rust, rust, anything like that. So then you're taking the first couple weeks of the regular season, stuff that maybe could have been worked out in the preseason, but God, teams don't want them to get hurt. So now only do you have to pay a premium price for tickets to watch bad preseason football, but then you sit down and watch Thursday night game or a Sunday night game or this Sunday afternoon or next Monday night with the doubleheader, and you're going to watch bad football predominantly. Yeah. No, There'll no, be some no. good games, but there's going to be bad football. So you're getting screwed well over all over the place. Yeah. It's not too exciting right now to be an NFL fan. I guess. No, no, but you know no, what you're I'm right. saying. No, I'm, teasing, I mean, I'm, teasing. I, I'm not saying. No, that. no, I'm joking around. Listen, joking around. the NFL is still a no, great right, product, right, right, but right. it's you know, if you're Roger Goodell, there is a little bit of a tangible problem. Right, I mean, right. you. The best thing about last night was probably the pregame. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, we got yes. The game the pre-game was tough was to watch. Yes, the pre- and you know, I'm a big pregame guy. You know that. Um, the tank, the game was tough, tough to watch. I mean, and you make a great point. I mean, I was sit- sitting there talking about Rogers looking bad, and I just thought he'd get more points in fantasy. To be, you know, that's my biggest problem. But, but the thing is, like, they did get the win to your point as far as you know beating Chicago on the road, and now they sit in first place. I mean, only one game happened, but still, that's an in conference win over a massive division rival. Uh, you know, and if you didn't know they were a rival for all these decades, you could have watched this game last night. And you got a steady diet of George Hallis and and uh, talking about Lambeau and talking about everything from, from Buckus to Singletary, uh, the whole thing, which I love old school. They brought out some of the 85 Bears they before did. the we game. They did. what's his name? I would uh, Jim McMahon-Jones. Right, yeah, eight to ten, right yeah, about eight to ten of those yeah. guys waving yeah. the towels right before kickoff, Taz. Jim McMahon looked good. Did you see? Yeah, he looked, he looked good. pretty good, man. No, he did. He, he did. looked good. You know, some of these guys, they, you know, once they're done playing, they, they, they look broken down and, and feeble. Right. You know, he looked pretty good. Yeah. No, he did. He did. He's dealt with some of the, the post-concussion stuff. Right, right. Uh, That's right, yeah. Right, yeah. with the, the headaches and everything like that. He hasn't been a, 
in the greatest of health, but um, he did, uh, you know, he did look like he was in shape. But a lot of those offensive linemen and <clears throat> saw a couple of the defensive yeah, linemen for the yeah. most part. Those guys looked like you know they had trimmed down. They yeah, weren't, which is good. Yeah. You know, they they weren't obese or significantly overweight or anything like that. Yeah, they look good, Taz. But you know, overall, you know what you saw last night oh, was not great. No, and then no, the know. guy that leads the way was Trubisky. Uh, oh, you know, who looked like he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn <laughs> for the majority of that game. I mean, yeah, he looked. He looked downright dreadful. He was missing guys that were wide open. Like Robinson, there was one play where Robinson was throwing his hands up. He was wide open in the middle of the field, you know, to the to yeah. the right side in his vision. He ends up throwing into a, into a receiver who's blanketed by Tremont Williams, the cornerback for the Green Bay Packers. And you say to yourself, wait a second, what are we doing here? Like, in some of his throws were just downright were just, errant and terrible. Bad, he looked real awful. Bad. Yeah, he did. And... Early in the game, he had a couple of decent throws, but not many. I mean, he was not uh, – he was – Trubisky was 26 of 45. I'm looking at it right here. 228 yards. He threw one pick, no touchdowns. Yeah, so he um, – and he had 11 yards rushing. Oof. So, as far as in fantasy, real quick, Moose, the thing is I have Trubisky on my bench. So, coincidentally enough, both quarterbacks that were playing us that I had on my team. Yeah. Okay, and I was you – know, you might laugh. I was actually contemplating – in the Taz and Moose Fantasy Football League, starting Trubisky over Aaron Rodgers because I was buying into everything. The, you know that the favorite in the game, obviously, were the Bears on the road. Uh, Aaron Rodgers not playing in preseason. This great Bears defense. So Moose, I'm buying in. I'm like, yo, Rodgers is going to stink, and Trubisky's probably going to play pretty good. Yeah, no, Trubisky was terrible last night. Yeah. And, I didn't start you know, him, by the way. No, yeah, well, there you go. You got you nine points in the yeah. in the You didn't fantasy. get much from the quarterbacks last night uh, on your fantasy team. 12.9 in the uh, 12.92 for Aaron Rodgers. You know, and you, you don't want to overreact to just one game and look at, you know, Trubisky's struggles last night and say, all right, well, you know, for the Chicago Bears or for Nagy, you're looking at that game and say, oh, well, well you've got a concern. No, he, he's got to work his way through some things. But, you know, he's a highly athletic guy. Um, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, he did not, you know, he played well in the playoff game against the Philadelphia Eagles, a game that they lost, put him into to field goal range late. And we know what happened. But, um, you know, you're looking for a guy to take a step forward as a team as well, uh, if he's going to be a franchise quarterback. And, Last night, um, you know, I know it's only week one, but I'd be a little bit concerned in terms of the growth here of Mitchell Trubisky at the quarterback spot for the Chicago Bears. There's no denying the defense. We'll see, certainly, as this season goes along. You know, Tariq Cohen, I don't think, looked particularly sharp last night. The running game didn't look particularly great last night. He'll get some of those guys helping him out and helping out the cause, Taz, but uh, I'd have a little bit of a reservation about just what Trubisky's going to give you this year because he well, went 24-12 last year. But I think in one of those games, I think it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneer game. Didn't he throw six touchdown passes in that one game I think he did, uh, yeah. a year yeah. ago yep, early yep, on? Yep, yep. So, I mean, you look at after that one game, he didn't really do all that much in terms of throwing the football. So, uh, especially in today's day and age, and last night he was terrible. Was I bad. mean, he was, he was so bad. I, I think you got to give him a chance. I think he's going to be okay. I, I I respect what you're saying. You might be right. I'm gonna. I'm still going to give him a chance. I, I like him. I do like him. He sucked last night. Look, let's be frank. He did. Oh my Completely god, I, I, I agree with you. But I'm I'm a little bit bothered. I had to sit through it. I, so I mean, I, you know, I know, you're right. I want to see there. a guy that's a ball. I, I get it. Want to yeah. see? I mean, making throw. He's throwing into double coverage at times. Yeah. 
and, and guys that are playing, you say, what the, what the hell are you watching? What are you looking at as a quarterback? And he gets locked into guys, and that's where he wants to throw the football. And if that guy's not open, then he ends up holding it or trying to run it. I mean, wow. what do we? that's the issue you have. I... I'm a little bit bothered, Taz, because I was expecting maybe to get a little bit better of a football game than we got, obviously. Right. It was tough to watch. Right, yeah. And a lot of the reason why it was so difficult to watch was because the quarterback of the Chicago Bears couldn't throw from here to there. I mean, to the point where there was a report on the radio where the, the defense looks disenfranchised, staring into, uh, as I think it was Hub Arkish, uh, I think he had the report last night on Westwood One, said, the defense last night was like staring into thin air in the fourth quarter, like kind of like looking like kind of dazed. And, and Trubisky, yeah. Trubisky came over screaming, listen, give me one more chance. Give me one more chance. We're going to win this game. Give me one more chance. Yeah. Listen, if I was Khalil Mack, I'd be like, no way you're going to win this game. I mean, have you been watching the way you're throwing the football? I mean, well, there's no I, way. At least he showed the desire. You know, he, uh, I think oh you got to give him a little God, bit of benefit. God, he was of awful. Yeah, I know, I know. Listen, he, I, I, think, I think he'll get his sea legs under him. He'll oh. get rolling a little bit. I know. I, I, can't, I can't disagree with you. But he was definitely god-awful. But, I, you know, there's something about him I like. I mean, he's shown he has in the past, he, it was even like three years, I think four years, three years, whatever it is. I, he's shown glimpses of, of doing really well, and I, I think he'll get it right. I mean, it's only week one, as we know. I, I, I'm My thing is, like, with Aaron Rodgers, you want to talk about quarterback play, I, I don't know how many times he got sacked. I felt like every time, at least once in each series, he got sacked. He he just he couldn't get out of the way. Uh, granted, I understand how the, the, the rush of this defense, of the Bears, I get it, how great they are, but still... Man, I, I don't know if it's like as he's getting older, Rogers, the, his mobility maybe it's a little bit hindered. Um, maybe guys weren't getting open as quick as he normally used well, to. No, they were getting bull rush. I mean, yeah. there's one point where oh, the guard God, got see, put on his rear end, and they Floyd. were double, yeah, yeah, and they were double yeah. and triple teaming yeah. uh, Khalil Mack on every single pass play. So that enabled uh, not uh, their their inability to provide help well, for other guys along that offensive line as well, because they were so fearful of Khalil Mack. Very similar to what would transpire when Lawrence Taylor was in his heyday with the New York Giants. So, Taz, you're, you're not wrong. Five times he was sacked. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think, and he was under duress a lot more than that. But yeah, he play Von Miller next week. Uh, yeah. Good luck. So, but, Taz, <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I don't think it's a lack of mobility for Rodgers. I think it was a, just a lack of time because there was times where he was basically hit the back foot on his drop. And and there was a Bears defensive lineman right in his face, or yeah, well, Khalil Mack was tapping him on the shoulder pad. No, no, you're right. And and he's yeah. all of a sudden well, already in duress, and then he's trying to step up, and then the pocket is collapsing on him. The the offensive line at times got absolutely manhandled by that Bears defensive front. But he expected that. I expected the Bears defense to play well, and you know what? They did. Yeah, no, they they played great. And and the thing you mentioned the word drop as far as Aaron Rodgers, he goes into his drop as a straight drop back quarterback would do, and that's. That's why I think in this day and age, too, I mean, I think that's becoming an archaic type of thing that just doesn't work unless you have an unbelievable offensive line and you have a back that can pick up a blitz or a guy on the edge that breaks free that can pick up that blitz uh, or, or that edge rush to give the straight drop back time, that quarterback time. I, that That's why, you know, we both picked to win the Super Bowl this year, the Kansas City uh, Chiefs, okay, because of Mahomes. Because, you know, he's not. He's moving. All the quarterbacks that are making bank right now that everybody's banking on are guys like him uh, and guys like Baker Mayfield. You know, maybe we'll see how this kid Murray does with Arizona. These guys that are right moving out of pocket moves. That's I just feel like that straight drop back quarterback thing is a little bit of a tough thing to do this day and age because of the speed of these defenses. You know, but to your point, 
I mean, the offensive line just didn't help at all. Aaron Rodgers, he just got sacked and getting sacked five times. But sometimes at crucial times where they could have taken up. I know they won the game, but they could have had more of an advancement of scoring. So, well, yeah, you know. and I, I think it's it's also the the you know the defense that you're playing. There were times that they weren't even blitzing where they were getting the pressure on Aaron Rodgers too, Taz. And it also looked like you saw Rodgers have a little bit of rust, not playing through the course of the preseason, yes. where the ball was not getting out of his hands. I think it was Warner who brought it up on the radio last night. Where sometimes the the Packers offense they're so focused on trying to get the ball down the football field and throw the ball deep that Rodgers is not taking what the defense gives them that five or six yard dump off pass to kind of stay ahead of the chains or generate the first down, which is a fair point. Especially you got to help out your offensive line. You know you can't have seven step drops and have pass plays that are developing twenty or twenty five yards down the field when you know your offensive line is not going to hold up too. That means you have to kind of adjust as an offensive play call and trying to get the ball out of your hands and the quarterback's hands as quickly as you possibly can because then yeah. that'll cut off the pass rush and then maybe that'll set it up with a little bit of play action later on down the oh, uh, just, game to where then you can take oh, a shot deep. Oh, oh, just to armchair quarterback a little more here on our show, <laughs> even, even just even just run some screens. I mean, just they, they attempted a couple of screens that had a little yeah, success. Yeah, good point. You know, a couple of screens would help take you Take away too. the pass rush yeah, a little take bit. take away Give that crazy rush. About. Yeah, yeah, that's all, but... Well, you listen to the game on the radio too, like you're you you they were that um, it was on Westwood One Radio, right? I Correct, second half. I, well, I, I would say mid third quarter on. So, bro, what do you get the TV on? Watch the game, and you get the radio on, no, like I, in the kitchen. No, Wait, I, no, no, no. I was on. I uh, know. I was at S and Y last night, so <laughs> ah, I watched the first half on TV. I got you. And then I hopped in the car and then watched uh, because we taped early last night. Watched the second half, cover all or listen to the second half in the car. You got a little covered, man. You and got I all made the devices. it home in time to see the last Trubisky interception. It's just, it's just all over. You're just traveling. You're listening to the game. You're covering. Covering baseball, pro football, you're on national syndicated well, you radio. You got to do what you got to do, right? Oh no, no, I, I got, I respect it. No, I know, yeah, yeah, you do, you do, and you do a great job of it. It was tough. It was tough. Ah, oh, it's not. You don't complain, though. You, no, you I'll be honest. With you. It, it was more enjoyable watch, listening on the radio because I didn't have to watch it. But don't, <laughs> that's true. But like, <laughs> like so Sunday, Sunday, you're gonna be you're gonna be at the gimmick there watching all the games, right? Maybe at Fanduel. At Fanduel, yeah. right? So you'll be doing that. But I, I got you're, you're in essence, you're working. It's not. I mean, you're not really enjoying the games, though, right? I mean, it's no, tough. I'm, en- I'm enjoying the games. They're all on. They're all like they're right all in front of you. Stop! Don't you miss that? You're not. You don't get a chance to sit home and chill and crack a beer um, up and watch the game. Do I miss that? Uh, yeah, walking. I mean, there's certain. I mean, yeah, but it's it's. You're I, used to doing it. I'm you know? used to doing it. I, there, there's certain things where you get to relax, sit back, enjoy, and. And you're not worried about anything? Yeah, but honestly, I got a six, four, and 2-year-old at home. It's more relaxing to be at the FanDuel Sportsbook than it is at home during football Sundays. Don is like, you want to switch? I'll go exactly. to FanDuel. You stay at the house. Exactly. It's easier to focus on all the games at the Sportsbook than it is at home. Yeah, Daddy, do that. You know this. Do you? Oh, no, I don't Daddy, do this. Daddy, this. That, yeah. This broke. Oh, I want a snack. I need milk. With I need three, water. I don't know how you do it. It was <laughs> tough for us with one. Jeez. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but last night was tough. But I'll tell you, you know, it was a little bit of a distraction. You can hit it, Connor, because earlier in the day, everything blew up with Antonio Brown and the Raiders, Taz. We're going to get into that. Oh, my God. The gift that keeps on giving. How about his agent Antonio on Brown. the field before the game? Oh, oh yeah, Chicago, yeah, Rosenhaus. Got, yeah, yeah, Rosenhaus. Breaking it down oh on the field God. in terms of what's going on. I, I mean, really, come on. Hey, you got it. Just, we'll, 
We'll get it. We'll get into that oh, we'll whole scenario. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. will. We'll do that next. It's Taz and Moose. We got college picks. We got NFL picks. Houston Nutt will join us a little later on the program. We'll go we'll run around the college football landscape. Uh, plenty to get to your calls as well. And what was a doozy of an opener oh, last night out yeah. in Chi-Town? Taz Moose, you know where AR at. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your boy, Oscar De La Hoya, and you're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. There you go. On a Friday morning, we'll get to the entire Antonio Brown saga uh, out there in Oakland with the Raiders, Mayock, Vontez, Perfect. So we'll go on into all that. And, uh, the latest and greatest news in terms of that. Will he be there playing for the Raiders when they take on the Denver Broncos? Oh Bogus is in the house. Oh, first time wow. Am I? Yes. yes. Oh, so nice. How are you, buddy? Man. I mean, are you? I'm here. Okay. Great to see both of you. It's always great. It's always great to see you. Right? Absolutely. Once we get around that. Light of my life. 20 minute. Oh, so after the hour, yeah. and we know that you're coming in, AB, uh, the real AB. Um, Got five kids. I'll tell you, it's great, man. The original. Yeah, the original. I you're much older. less of a diva than the real AB. Not by but, much. Yeah. You'd be surprised. <laughs> yes, but uh, you, you know, it's great to see. As Moose said, it's a, it's a highlight for me too. Well, yeah. and thank you guys as always for giving me this time on your show. Yeah, well, I, that's I, good. I you don't do that, that enough. You don't thank us for the platform. I know you're right. That needs to be done more every really, day. Yeah, every day. That's probably a good idea. Every day. I think that, on air yes. or. You know, uh, personal yeah, message segment. in no, the no, We don't need to interact at all off air. You know, it's all about business. Okay, so that's a We're all about on the air. Right. Well, it's all about showbiz, my friend. Correct. So that's gotcha. really it. All right. Well, all right, on that it. note, thank you one more time. You're welcome. My patron saints. Uh, maybe, maybe 99 <laughs> seasons of NFL football were enough. The Bears and Packers laying an egg last night in Chicago on opening night. The only touchdown of game one was Aaron Rodgers' second quarter lob to Jimmy Graham. Double teamed. Defenders draped on both shoulders. And Graham catches the eight-yard touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers have taken the lead. Kevin Harlan may be the only person in midseason form last night. He's heard on Westwood Jimmy Graham one. Superman? Guys uh, draped yes. on both. I mean, come on. They... Down to the 32 and oh, one-half no. yard line. Oversell Jones. Relax, Kevin. Green Bay added a Mason Crosby field goal in the fourth quarter. The Bears added nothing. Green Bay won 10-3. The rivals combining for just 467 yards, 10 sacks allowed, 20 penalties, and 5 for 27 on third down. Great football. That was beautiful. Horrible. And after all of it, New football Packers. Football is family. Said coach. No, I was just thinking. So let me interrupt you. Sorry for Please, a second. no, go ahead. I was just thinking, uh, Moose, we didn't go into any of our fancy draft updates. No, we'll get into that. <laughs> the fancy trap. Just saying. I, did you have anybody playing last? No, you guys, you, you uh, and Andrew? No, you, no. No, Moose? I, did, I don't Andrew? believe I don't remember right. anymore. I have uh, like five teams. I might have had Devontae Adams. In. I don't know. No. You <laughs> just said I got five teams. He's like you. You guys had all these, too many. these leagues you're in. Zero yes. next year. I'm loyal. I have one team. Connor, how many How many fancy drafts are you in? I'm in uh, one league. That there a boy. One good. league. I call it a fa- I call it a fancy draft. It's, it's, it's a reason for that. Fantasy. One league. That's what I do. Yeah. I am in one league also. This league for this show, Connor, that you weren't invited to, and that's not my fault. No. But anyway, Taz and the Moose Fancy Draft League. I'm in the, now, Mikey B. How many are you in? I'm in two. No, it's disappointing, Mike. Yeah. Andrew's in five. Moose is in sixty-two of them. How many are you in, Moose? 
Did you say uh, yesterday? Three. Oh, wow. So, Angie, you're in five. Yeah. Why? Like, is it you? five? Why do Maybe you need four? to be in five? Like, why would someone say, I have to be in options? Yeah, but it's, I mean, like. Well, I, so I, I was told to be in this one. Uh, I have one with my college roommates. <laughs> I have one in the newsroom here. Oh. And then the fourth one is with uh, guys in my neighborhood. They all, I see a neighbor. What are you, like a street thug? So what was <laughs> yeah, for a, My posse. Yeah, it's like guys in my posse. I'm yeah. option. So is this the only one you're in with no prize on the line? That's correct. The other three involve money, right? We, do we pay for the newsroom one, Mike? I don't remember. Yes. We do, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So the other three involve okay? money. We just spit that out there like that? That's money fine. Okay. Yeah. No problem. All right. so that wasn't, I thought that wasn't kosher. No. But I guess. Uh, no. We, uh, huh. we, we went. I, I well, filed the proper forms. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, buddy. No Go problem. ahead, right, Andrew. Where was I? Oh, Let's yeah. Antonio Brown. Please. Oh, just yelling stuff out. That's Thank why. you. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Uh, the Go Raiders. Ahead. The Raiders will play the Broncos in primetime on Monday, likely without Antonio Brown. Mr. Big Chest expected to be kept out of week one following a reported heated exchange with GM Mike Mayock on Wednesday. Brown, angry over $54,000 in fines for missing time in training camp, apparently threatened to punch Mayock. Moose, I don't know about you, but I can't imagine such workplace hostility. No. Shut up! Uh, Rob... Oh, that's not right. Haunted. Shut up! Yeah, really? Come on. I mean, I had my pick really of shut play? up of Nightstick Jones. Oh, there's oh, been yeah. very little my pick. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I, it's just you catch me in a bad time. Sometimes shut up. It's not like that. okay. Would that be a wake? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Houston Astros, as we switched to baseball, fell into a seven nothing hole last night against the Mariners. They got even in the eighth. They went to extra innings. The Astros fell behind again in the 12th, got even again, and then finally won. First pitch, and Brantley drives this one deep to right center field. It sends back Fraley at the wall, looking up. See you later! See you later! A walk-off two-run home run for Michael Brantley. And the Astros win it at the bottom of the 13th by the final score of 11-9. to And luckily everyone survived the catastrophe going on behind Robert Ford. The pyro was nonstop. It's a lot. It's called pyrotechnics. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Inside terms yes. TV. Fireworks. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I was giving you inside terms. Yeah. All right. So again, uh, the Astros beat the Mariners 11-9-13. and The Twins completing an 8-2 road trip at 2-1 victory at Fenway. Minnesota leads Cleveland by six and a half games now atop the AL Central. The Braves lead on the Nationals in the NL East is eight after a 4-2 win over Washington in Atlanta. And Serena Williams is back in the U.S. Open final, knocking off Elena Svitolina last night. R.I.P. 6361, 19-year-old Canadian Bianca Andreescu is up next for Serena. That is tomorrow. The men's semifinals begin at 4 Eastern today. Friends. All right. Thank, thank you, you. Andrew. Thank yes. you. No, thank Oakland, you, everything awesome has, uh, you know, everything's come apart of the seams task with yes, Antonio Brown, where he gets fined by Mayock and, and Gruden, the Raiders. He makes that note public um, on his Instagram. And then... Uh, uh, you know, sends out a couple sentences uh, of anger with it, um, then gets into it with practice, at practice with Mayock, uh, to the point where he gets held back. I guess he threatens to punch the general manager. He gets held back by Vontez Perfect, and this obviously gets all thrown out there yesterday uh, for us all to enjoy and take in and react to. Um, and, you know, there's 
Listen, people are going to say, well, you know, you knew Antonio Brown was going to be a headache. If you're the Raiders, you knew what you got yourself into. I mean, I, I don't know if you expected him to be a disaster year one mm. uh, and be this kind of a distraction year one, especially after you bumped up his his contract and gave him $30 million guaranteed and he accepted the trade to the Oakland Raiders and leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers and how it all ended out in Pittsburgh. I, I I certainly didn't expect maybe year two, maybe year three as a Raider. I certainly didn't expect year one for him uh, to be acting the way that he is acting. Um, and uh, right now, according to reports, I mean, uh, the, the Raiders in all likelihood are going to suspend Antonio Brown. And if that suspension happens, obviously, before game one, uh, that will affect his guaranteed money in his contract due to language in said contract. Mm, yeah, I- Moose, you know, we, you know, we talked about this once he went to the Raiders, and we, we both were on the same page as I remember the conversation of we thought eventually that he would act like a complete knucklehead, um, but not this soon. We thought that at some point if they started losing the Raiders or Carr wasn't throwing the ball at him or he wasn't playing as well or whatever, he wasn't getting the attention, then he would start acting like the Antonio Brown that we saw with the Steelers. Who would have thunk it that this thing would have happened throughout the preseason? Again, I'm going to give the guy a pass on the frost, frost bite, the feet gimmick, and all that because that's you know he got that in a cold tub. This you can't you know you can't get mad at the guy for that. He was in France and he's in a cold tub in France. Whatever he's doing, therapy, I don't know. But you know, so you can't. You know, it's the off season. You want to sit in a cold tub in Paris? Good, go for it. That's cool. You got frostbite. All right, what are you going to do? But the helmet thing was just ridiculous, and and then it just. Going home while he's dealing with the Homer thing in Miami instead of staying in California in Napa Valley with the team, that was a problem. And, you know, and this whole thing played out on Hard Knocks, so HBO must love it because we saw a lot of the, the behind the scenes of it. And uh, you saw that John Gruden was the good cop trying to play nice to him, being nice to him. You saw Antonio Brown say to Gruden, Hey, coach, thank you for, you know, being, um, what I'm paraphrasing, a sports support system for me. And, through all this stuff and being there for me, where it's a little bit different with Mayock, the general manager, a little bit more of more of the bad cop. But no matter what, the Raiders did nothing wrong here. This guy, uh, you, you go and do what you did yesterday at practice with the general manager. Well, even before practice, the, the day before, what you mentioned on Instagram, what Antonio Brown did, posting the letter from Mike Mayock <laughs> with the fines that were in there, which totaled to 54 k you can't do that. And I said this yesterday on our program. You can't go out that and share that private, confidential, in-business information to, to your millions of followers on Instagram. Then the whole world knows. You can't do that. You're punking out Mike Mayock. Forget the team. You're punking that guy out as a man, okay, who's a football guy his whole life. You're taking Mike Mayock. You're saying you're a punk, and I'm going to show the world what you said to me so you are the bad guy to all my millions of fans. And Mayock didn't take well of that, and that's why I guess he approached him. And but then you can't do this. You can't say to the, to the general manager, "I'm going to punch you in the face," then punt the football and say, "Find me for that." It's an assy way to act, and he should be suspended. Really, yeah, I don't care how good he is. Yeah, and, and yeah, I would not blame the Raiders for suspending him. And yeah, he was wrong. We said at the time he was wrong for posting the letter. Um, now the question is, what do the Raiders do from here? I mean, it's not just a suspension. Uh, should he ever put on a Raider uniform ever again? Uh, and should you cut bait and just say, you know what? It was a mistake. It's not going to work. Um, and we're going to move on as an organization. I mean, that's the fascinating next question here from yeah. Oakland because 
Uh, you mentioned in terms of the letter and the impact on Mayock. Well, I mean, he threatened to punch the general manager of practice uh, and then punted the football. I mean, you want to talk about it's one thing, you know, for hop on social media. It's another thing from a team aspect, the disrespect that he showed to an individual within with authority within that Raiders power structure out there in Oakland for any team. Uh, right. You know, there you know there has to be a respect for one another and the job that they're doing, and he totally disrespected in front of the entire team, the general manager of the team, threatening to assault him, and then basically, uh, you know, getting into an altercation with him. Now, if you're the Raiders, if you're John Gruden, who tried to walk the line yesterday when he was when he was asked about it and talked about it, uh, what do you do now if you're the Raiders? And I could understand the argument, and there's two ways to go about doing it. You could understand you could understand where you say, you know what, get rid of his rear end. Right. Uh, enough's enough. It's not going to work. You know, we all understand talent's talent. Talent reigns supreme in the National Football League. We know how gifted of a player he is. Uh, but get rid of his rear end. Uh, it's time to go. There's no place for this in uh, on any team. And he's too big of a distraction now. And and he overstepped his bound. Then you can also understand the other argument where he's a hell of a player. The offense is basically built around him. You're expected to take a step forward. You traded draft assets and you gave him uh, more money to get him. Now they can get out from underneath that contract or some of the guaranteed money based on what they do in the next coming days. But... You traded draft capital, go get him. So we're going to retain him, and we're going to try and rebuild the relationship. Yeah, well, two ways to go. You're right. You're right. And I got to tell you, um, you if you're Mike Mayock and Gruden now, especially Mayock because he's the general manager and he got you know he's the one who just he was the 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 the, the person that Brown attacked on Instagram uh, after the letter and exposed that whole thing, and then went at him and like you said, threatened him to punch him in the face in front of his teammates and everything. And and you can't emasculate the boss like that. I mean, you just can't. You, you shouldn't do that to anyone. But you can't do that. If you're Mayock, you cannot let that happen because you know the deal, Moose. You're setting the tone with the rest of the players, with those younger guys or who have you. Hey, our general manager, our head coach, John Gruden, these guys are soft. They're, yeah, they're, they're going to let us do what we want. We could just run amok. I'm telling you, Mayock's an old school football type guy. I don't. I, I, I see them trying. Just my opinion. I see them looking to, like you said, the word cut, the phrase cut bait. I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, you might be right. I, I do. I really I mean, do. And I think they're to save of, that money too. That thirty million. Yeah, million, you know? I mean, and and that might that might be the case. Um, you know, if if that if it was though if it was a clear decision though. Um, you wouldn't have Gruden yesterday paraphrasing here, basically saying, you know, we're looking into everything that went down or looking at, you know, we're continuing to look at the situation. So uh, maybe that's a case for the lawyers and the legalities. Maybe it's their decision is made up here already, Taz. Um, you know, I, I would have to think that, you know, this wasn't, and, uh, you know, this is not the only time a player and a general manager have gotten into it. Um, you know, this is obviously public. Um, you know, have there been, uh, depending on the talent of the player, have there been, uh, you know, where it, then obviously it factors into what you're going to do as an organization. The problem you have with the Raiders is, is Brown's a really good player. Right. Yeah, he's, he's a really he's, talented player. He's the he's best receiver in the game. He's the best. Yeah, I mean, I think arguably. He is anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, we could, uh, he's right there in terms of in that debate and conversation as being the best receiver in the National Football League, Taz. So. I mean, if you're the Raiders, you know, if you're Mayock, you say, all right, well, we're going to suspend him. 
uh, but we're going to try and rebuild it? Or do you say it's just time to go? And, you know, I could – it would not surprise me if the Raiders' news comes out that they're done with Antonio Brown, that they have to move on as a team. Because I would say this, it would go against – put everything that transpired at practice, which is bad, which is terrible – Here's the other thing, right? Mayock and, and Gruden wanted to set a tone um, this year, Taz. They wanted guys that were going to be all in, thinking about football, football players. Sure. That are all, you know, that, that's all they, they live, eat, and breathe football. Remember Mayock yeah. talking about the draft class and that being of high importance to them? They have a guy now that's representing their organization where it's been a, a, about anything other than football. He hasn't played for them the down. Last, hasn't for the last them three down. or four months. And, right. and there does come a point where you have to say, Yes, he was disrespectful to the general manager, and you could easily get rid of him for that. Threatening to punch him, punch the football, whatever it <laughs> right. might be, uh, verbally assaulting him, all that. Uh, complete disrespect for an authority figure within the organization. But then you also get a t- sense of, well, what tone am I trying to set for the organization? And say we, we gamble, we keep Antonio Brown here. What's the next distraction that comes our way? Plus, is that the right tone we're trying to set for a winning culture? Right, and right. the answer to that is probably no. You're not setting yeah. a tone for a winning culture when you're able when you're keeping a guy that is su- that brings such needless distractions to us. Uh, yeah, no, totally, uh, totally agree. And thing is, like you, you got you got you got a kid in Jonathan Abram on his team, a hell of a strong safety rookie out of Mississippi State. If you watch Hard Knocks, this kid is tremendous. They love him, okay, and, but he's very comfortable. He's a kind of an ego cocky kid, very comfortable. What is he thinking when he sees? A yeah, guy. No, that's you know what I mean? That's yeah, how I look I, at I it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what's the, that kid thinking? What, listen, you got to worry about that. They can you know? easily get rid of him. Yeah. yeah. You get out from underneath it. I'll tell you this, Taz. Antonio Brown should be concerned because there's no team in the NFL no. that is going to give him the money that he's about to lose. Right, right. There's no, not a no. team. They might give him an opportunity to play. Uh, there's, there'll be some yeah. team that's going to gamble on the oh, talent, yeah. Taz. Yeah. They are not paying him anywhere close to the money that he is uh, that he is about to lose. You know, it, it, so you people out there, you people, if you're interested in signing Antonio Brown, because he's a great player, are you interested? I should say in signing him, even if though he he's a massive cut. head. If he gets caught, if he's even though he's a massive headache. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. I'm Taz. We got the moose. Taz and the moose. We'll be right back. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. This is Duke basketball legend Christian Leitner, and you're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, time right now to ask the pros. Where you, the listener, get to ask us a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit your question. Be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Yeah. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices. Excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. All right, Taz, week two college football. Let's get to it. Here are some picks. The Taz and Moose picks are for fun only. This is not for gambling purposes, just some chuckles and a good time. Enjoy the Taz and Moose picks now. Listen irresponsibly. It's now time for the Taz and Moose college football picks. The three picks you need to know. Hut, hut. 
All right, Taz, you had a successful week one. You went two and one. Me, not so much, went one and two. So I need to bounce back in a big-time way. Mm. So you were victorious week one. You lead the way week two. Who do you got your first pick? All right, all right. Let's see what you want to do here. You put me out there first. No, not so good. I got UCLA, and I got San Diego State. We're talking about a little 4.15 p.m. Eastern game. Um, This game will be at the Rose Bowl, at the home of the Bruins at UCLA. And UCLA, hopefully we're going over the same, uh, uh, what do you call it, gimmick websites here for the the odds. But uh, what do I got? UCLA here is minus 7.5. Look at, uh, real simple for me here. I got the Bruins getting a victory here. They come in uh, 0-1 right now, and San Diego State's 1-0. I don't know. I like UCLA. I think they bounce back. I think Chip gets a hang of his team here. And I'm going with the Bruins, um, but I don't think they cover. So you say doesn't cover, okay? So, but I do think you is going to win the game. All right. So you like you're taking San Diego State plus. Yeah, I'm the taking points. San Diego plus the points. That's plus what I should seven have said. Yes, yeah, All right. So you're half. taking San Diego State plus the right. seven. Plus and the seven. Usually the UCLA doesn't cover. I think we're going to see a better showing out of, out, of, out of Chip Kelly's squad for sure. I just don't think I don't think they're going to cover. All right, um, I'm going to take a a little bit of a surprise. I'm going to take Texas A&M on the road, plus the 16-and-a-half against the Clemson Tigers. This is a rematch of a game we saw in College Station a year ago. A&M was right there with Clemson, uh, you know, and and the game got away from them late. Um, Now, I understand they're going down to Clemson, South Carolina, down to Memorial Stadium. I just think 16-and-a-half is a lot of points to give the Aggies of Texas A&M. I don't think they're going to win the game. Can I see them being down 21, scoring a late touchdown and making a 14-point spread? Yeah, I mean, I, that's the way I could see this transpiring and happening. I'm not going to see it predict that there's going to be some sort of an upset. I just think it's a boatload of points to give a, a Jimbo Fisher-led uh, Texas A&M program. So give me the Aggies plus 16.5 on the road in Clemson against the Tigers. That's game one for me. I agree with that pick, Moose. I like what you did right there. Uh, okay, let's talk a little about Minnesota going on the road uh, to Fresno, to Bulldog Stadium, to Fresno, California. Fresno State is plus three. I do not think Minnesota, I don't think they cover. Okay, so I'm going to go, I'm going to take Fresno State with the three. Um, Fresno State's 0-1 right now, and Minnesota's 1-0. I've actually been to Bulldog Stadium in Fresno a couple of times, actually. And it's a tough place, as you know, Moose, for teams to go and compete. Um, I, I, I understand Minnesota's a loaded team in a Big Ten this year. they got a pretty good team, I should say. Not loaded, pretty good team. But I do not think the, uh, that Minnesota covers. So give me Fresno State plus three. All right, Fresno State plus three. I'm going to go down to Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, Taz and Florida State UL Monroe. Uh, I know it's not a great uh, matchup, but I I love Florida State to bounce back in a big-time way following what was a a disastrous loss where they blew a big-time lead at home against Boise State, Taz. And then you had uh, their head coach and Taggart talk about dehydration after the game. And players can complain about conditioning, this and that. I think it's an angry, I think it's a ticked off, I think Mm. it's a bothered Florida State team. I feel bad for UL Monroe going into Tallahassee. (laughs) It's a big spread 22, but I think the Seminoles cover it. Give me Florida State laying 22 at home against UL Monroe. And Moose, before I get to my pick, as you know, and I like your pick, that Seminoles team is loaded with speed. Yes, that's I mean, true. Speed kills, as the cliche goes, yes. and they are loaded with speed. So, yeah, it's a lot of points, but I'm with you. I, I would go with the Seminoles, too. Anyway, uh, let's go uh, really west. Let's go to uh, one of the, well, the be- most beautiful state in our beautiful country, and let's go out to Hawaii. Yes, uh, 
Hawaii's at home against Oregon State. Okay, Hawaii is uh, minus six and a half. Uh, I got to tell you, I feel uh, I feel that Hawaii. I like Hawaii in this game. Okay, I think that going going there. I understand that minus six and a half. I don't think Oregon State's gonna cover. I like Hawaii all the way through this thing. I think okay. Hawaii, I think Hawaii's gonna win. Look, going out there to play them. Uh, at their home stadium, at, at Going to ho- paradise, uh, dude, it is. But it's hard, as you know. It's a tough travel for teams. I, I know Oregon's on the western part of our country. I get it, but still, it's a, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, uh, give me Hawaii straight through on this thing. All right, well, uh, seven thirty Eastern Time Saturday night, Taz, Texas LSU, probably uh, the most uh, significant matchup of the weekend. Um, I've gone back and forth all week long. I'm going to side with LSU. I'm going to lay the six and a half. Even though I like Tom Herman, I like what that Texas program has done. I know the game is in Austin, Texas at Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. However, I do think LSU is just a little bit more talented uh, than the Texas Longhorns. I think it'll be a fun game. I think it'll be an entertaining game. Give me LSU laying the six and a half. That's pick number three for right. me. So there you yeah, have it. Yeah. Your week two college picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. You know, right now I'm winning, but it's early. You know, between you, you know, you and me. I know. Mano a mano. After yeah. week one, you're a game up. You got a one game lead. Yeah, we'll see. I'm a little. You know, we'll see what happens. We got NFL picks coming your way later. I won't get oh, back yeah. into Antonio Brown. We'll do that next. Taz Boost, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 